Everybody, it is the 2nd of February, 2016. Joining me today are Ernie V and special guest Doug N. You know, Don, from now on, I would like to be referred to as the dude. The dude. All right, I can do that. I'll try to remember. Joining me are the dude and are you just going to be Doug still? Yeah, I'll still be Doug. Okay. And and you know that I'm a, a dudist priest, by the way, ordained. That's actually true. You actually have emails that at the bottom of your emails it states as much. Yeah, and what, registered. What does that mean exactly? For those who aren't familiar, that's a reference to the movie The Big Lebowski. What, yeah, th- there is actually an organization out there uh, called uh, Dudism or Dudism dot org, and uh, there are something on the order of two hundred thousand ordained Dudist priests. It's um, akin to being uh, a Taoist in in many ways, but this is the more uh, modern form, I guess you could say. Isn't the whole point of it, though, to be a, a sort of self-deprecating mockery of the idea of being a priest anyway? It wasn't that, if you because if you watch The Big Lebowski, it wasn't his whole thing that, hey man, I'm the dude, and there's, and there's nothing more than the dude. You don't need to That's be... That's right. I, I, just, I, I just am, and uh, things just abide. The dude abides. Doug, are you okay with being on a conversation here with a guy that's a dudist priest? Not only that, I'm, I'm honored to be in the presence of the Oh, snap. (laughs) That's a great answer. Okay, well, I'm at CNN.com, and it's big, bold. It's right here. Clinton wins Iowa. What, uh, Doug, what's that mean? Clinton wins Iowa. What's that mean? The things that I see happening in this campaign, this cycle, are absolutely unprecedented. And I'm, first, I'm stunned that the Democratic Party would hang their hat on Hillary Clinton for the last 16 years, just holding their breath, waiting to vote for her. And it was, of course, stolen from them in 2008 by the young black fella. But you, you, so in other words, you, you think that Barack Obama was just an organic just a force of nature that uh, Hillary Clinton lost against. It wasn't planned. It wasn't ordained. It just, right. And, right. Hil- Hillary- and, and not only that, but I predicted as much on July 27th of 2004, long before anybody had ever heard of Barack Obama. I- I'll tell you something. You want to see something really amazing. Go back and watch the speeches the young Barack Obama gave. And there was no way this guy wasn't going to win. I mean, just the soaring rhetoric alone. The fact that he would be the first black president was just gave him a little boost. Am I uh, being Pollyanna when I say, well, wait a second. He's not the first black president. He's the first half white, half black president, right? I mean, I'm just trying to. I don't. I think you are being Pollyanna there, Donnie Donnie. Okay, well, what do you think? It doesn't matter. I, I don't care if he's black or white. And, he you know, identifies as black. Right, and, and I think that he's played the race card all along. But, hey, you know what? I didn't believe a word that came out of his mouth while while he was campaigning. However, I did vote for him just so I could say I voted for the ver- first black president. Okay, well, we're not going to argue over that. That's, you're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a minute, it's an irrelevant point. I want to get to this Clinton thing again. Um, so Clinton. Well, so this Clinton thing, her, her ever so thin margin of victory over Bernie Sanders is nothing less than stunning. It wasn't three, four months ago she was ahead of Bernie Sanders in Iowa by 50 points in the polls. 50 points. And to lose by a mere fraction of, you know, a couple of delegates was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, so she wins Iowa for whatever that means. There's, there's, it's really a popularity contest at this point anyway, but she wins Iowa. So what happens in New Hampshire? Oh, Bernie smokes her. Bernie's going to crush her in New Hampshire. So if, no question. What, if if Hillary were to win New Hampshire, wouldn't that be spun as she's the clear front runner 
But if Bernie, oh, she's the clear front runner no matter what happens in New Hampshire because Bernie is he has unprecedented strong support. He's going to get sixty five percent of the vote in New Hampshire. Well, he's from the neighboring Vermont, right? Right, and he has a long history. Now Bernie's going to win New Hampshire. The Iowa caucus was a squeaker. There were um, six contested uh, districts, I believe, and they they were decided by a coin flip. And Hillary uh, won of all of them. On all of them. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, What's How does that, that happen? What does it say about the uh, the state of American politics when I'm looking at Clinton wins anything? Uh, we, in other words, we've got a Bush and a Clinton, a Trump. Where are the folks that you would vote for, Doug? And and where like are there any other Democrats? I look at Hillary Clinton as the John McCain of 2016. Yeah. Is this the best the Democrats oh, can uh, offer? I, you know, although I have my problems with John McCain, but to compare her to John McCain, that is just that is cruel. What, what do you mean? You? What do you mean by that? In no way does she deserve any kind of respect that uh, John McCain ever had, and, and at least from his um, his legacy. She has one of the worst legacies out there, and she's one of the most vile human beings in, in my estimation. She's, of course, she's, you know, I don't know her personally, but everything that I read. Well, when I make she, the has, she has staked out a position against everything the Democrats stand for, and they cannot wait to vote for her. Somebody please explain it to me. Well, hold on. Well, before we get to that explanation, I want to be clear about something. I'm comparing not that Hillary Clinton has a legacy that would be in any way comparable to John McCain. I'm not discussing legacies. I'm saying that the way the Republicans have lost race after race is throwing out these candidates as old guys, old white guys, who have no shot, are out of touch, who have zero clue about what's actually happening out there, whose policies from, are from about 1930. They throw that out there, and they lose time and time again. And and I'm looking at Hillary Clinton. I'm saying, she's the her and Bernie Sanders are just two old white people who are really. If you look at and Doug will talk about this in a moment. I hope look at what Hillary Clinton's talking about. There's there's nothing even remotely like what a what a Democrat circa 2016 would be interested in that she's for. So right. so I mean, so so you, you ask mean, mean like the opposition to gay marriage. Right. How about the opposition to gay marriage? Oh, yeah. No, and look, Hillary has been a flip-flopper from way back. She stands for nothing, right? She literally stands for nothing. She will say anything, screw anyone to get the power she seeks. Look at, look, come on, look at the documentary films that are out about the corruption of the Clintons from when they were in Arkansas. The the body counts just pile up. Oh, come on. No, seriously. No, I'm being serious. I mean, really? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Really? The, the drug trafficking and the money laundering that was going on through that MENA Arkansas airport, it was the whole drug running thing that was the, the Contras and the Nicaraguans and the whole arms for hostages deal. All that stuff was being run through Arkansas. If, okay, if all, if all these things are true why would someone vote for hillary clinton when her policies are elitist as as ernie points out and her background is we'll say questionable as you both point out and as i point out she's just this old white person who is i feel out of touch with anything remotely like a democrat circa 2016 because she because she can be portrayed as a victim they're they're going to play the woman thing they're going to say she has all the experience blah 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 but look she was a senator from new york with no accomplishments she was a failed first lady a failed wife Secretary of State. Anybody with any integrity would have left Bill Clinton decades ago. A failed she wife? She had no integrity. A failed wife? Yes. 
Wow, that is hard. That's harsh, man. Oh, come on, dude. You cannot look at the string of affairs that are long since public knowledge, and then for her to come out and do character assassination on the women, please. Well, that's I mean, not a, that's how not, can anybody stand with Hillary? That's not being, this what I don't know. That's not being a failed wife, is it? That's more being a, a person of political aspirations being a sort of a, a curmudgeon and someone who is a nasty individual, but that doesn't speak to her being a failed she wife. she tries to come out and pretend that, um, you know, that she's got this nice family life. Come on. Who's okay. she fooling, right? I mean, it's not even close. And, and for and forgiving of Bill's indiscretions and that she's going to take it on the chin. I'm telling you, that's the whole victim aura. Okay, well, yeah. we're, we're, we're got to go to a break here. When we come back, well, I'll hear more about uh, the victim, Hillary Clinton, and we'll talk a little bit more also about moving forward in this election cycle. And if there's any hope, any hope for anybody in 2016, that you, maybe someone you might want to vote for, we'll talk about other candidates. Be right back. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, howdy, partner. Time for timer. Do you ever get that hungry feeling after school? Boy, I do. I'm so hungry, I could eat a wagon wheel. When I'm slow on the draw and I need something to chaw, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. When my ten gallon hats are feeling five gallons flat, I got something planned, which is little cheese sandwiches. Come on! Here's a great little snack to tide you over till dinner. If you want something delicious and nutritious, cheese is a super snack. Look, a wagon wheel. When my get up and go has got up and went, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. When I'm dancing, I hold down and my boots kind of slow down. Or anytime I'm weak in the knees, I hanker for a hunk of, a slabber slice, a chunk of. A snacker is a winner and yet won't spoil my dinner. I hanker for a hunk of cheese. Yahoo! If you got plans for a satisfying dinner, here's an idea that's twice as good. A double meat water burger. It's a half a pound of pure beef. And how do you top that? With nothing but the freshest farm fixings. Served up just the way you like them on a hot toasted bun. Now, if you're hungry, that's a satisfying dinner. In fact, it's so good, you can get it anytime you want. It's the great big taste you're hungry for. Waterburger. We are back, and the last we spoke moments ago, it was about Hillary Clinton being a failed wife. I've never heard that term. That's awful harsh. Didn't you just, uh, Doug, don't you just play right into the uh, to that whole victim mentality? If, if someone hears that, don't they go, you see, that's what we're talking about. That's No, it. because here's the thing. If you're electing somebody to be president of the United States, let's just put all of their other issues aside. Do they have any self-respect? And the answer with Hillary is no. And so how can you give someone power who doesn't even respect themselves enough to stand up against that kind of abuse in their own home? Come on. Well, I mean, isn't that what politics is all about, Ernie? I mean, people, I mean, you were, you and I were talking about this yesterday where, you know, politicians just generally lie and politicians generally just say what you want to hear under all circumstances. So isn't Hillary... Well, well actually, lying as a politician is a virtue because... <laughs> well, then if that's a case... Then, you can't tell the truth. Well, right. but, oh, if that's the case, then isn't Hillary, by that standard, the most virtuous in this race? I, I would have to agree with that. Maybe that's well, why she's certainly. That's why she's the front runner. Standard. What was that, Doug? That's why she's the front runner. Well, okay. Do you think 
that, for example, the email thing, do you think that has any bearing at all whatsoever on anything? Do you think there's anyone looking at that saying, I was going to vote for Hillary, but now I'm not going to because she did something with her emails? Well, do- I, think that, I think that there's a fractionally small percentage of people, 4% maybe, who were Hillary supporters who may have abandoned her because of this. But this is just the long, the, the latest in a long string of nonsense from Clinton. Yeah, but they'll come right around and vote for her if she's the only uh, choice. If it's a choice well, between her yes. or Trump, and yeah. they're going to vote, they're going to vote right, for right. her. So, so the Republicans, who are once again doing everything they can do to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, <laughs> right, are going to run Donald Trump. And for the life of me, I can't figure this out either. Wait, aside wait. from the fact that he's an outsider and he's he's firmly, I'll tell you the two things that Donald Trump has going for him that people just love and they're willing to overlook everything else. One, he's not politically correct. People have had it up to here and I'm holding my hand above my head with political correctness. The second thing is he's not afraid to call out the crooked media and people love that. People have lower confidence in the mainstream media, the old dinosaur legacy media outlets than they do in Congress. Used car salesmen, lawyers, um, you know, the media is like the most hated institution in America today because they don't do it. They never tell you the truth. But didn't Trump make his make his life? No, actually, but wait, I want to, but before we get to Trump, I want to conclude on Hillary and Bernie real quick. I want to, one more question about that. Is it over? I mean, you know, is Hillary the de facto nominee and Martin O'Malley, is that his name? Uh, he's that O'Malley guy. He's not a factor. Bernie Sanders will not be a factor. It's over. Is that what you're saying, Doug? Yes. Short of an absolute indictment, in which case the Democratic Party will have to bring in somebody like Joe Biden waiting in the wings. Hillary is your presumptive nominee. Do you agree with that, Ernie? I do. Okay. I do agree with that. Okay, so let's look at the Republican side. Uh, last night, it was basically a three-way tie. I mean, I know... You know, you could argue that you know Cruz. Was, yeah, it was within statistical. Yeah, right. uh, Statistically, three, three guys: Rubio, Cruz, and Trump. What does that tell us? I'll start with you, Ernie. Oh, I, I don't think it tells us anything. I, I thought that uh, Trump would come out ahead. I'm surprised that Rubio got as many votes as the, as he did. Uh, and really, all it really means is the person who pressed the most flesh in Iowa won that won that uh, race. And that's frequently the case in Iowa. Why does Iowa matter? Iowa is a very interesting part of the process because of the way its caucuses are run and the rules of engagement and how to play the caucus game. It's retail politicking at its finest. In a portion of the country, I might add, that's not very expensive. The media markets in Iowa aren't that expensive. To travel and stay in Gladhand in every county in Iowa is not an expensive undertaking. So it's sort of a level playing field for every candidate to sort of bring it. The the significance of it after the fact, and they've always said this, is that there are three tickets out of Iowa. There's any number of tickets into Iowa. But there's only three coming out um, per side, of course. And um, so last night's big three were obviously Rubio, Cruz and Trump. And everyone else was an also ran. And, and I got to tell you, Martin O'Malley uh, for a Democrat. If you talk about what's on the Democratic platform and the things that they want, Martin O'Malley actually accomplished all those things in Maryland. All of them. Right. He's a he's a serious policymaker, should have been taken seriously. He's handsome, charismatic. Right. There's no reason he should have literally failed. However, Every governor in the race is failing. Christie's failing. Bush is failing. Walker failed. Rick Perry failed. Who's the other one that's still in the race? John Kasich is failing. Every governor, Bobby Jindal, every governor in the race failed, bar none. And some of these guys are serious, policymaking, governing professionals who have done good jobs at what the job is of running a government. And uh, so it's, it's kind of shocking that every serious 
policymaking professional in the race this cycle cannot, literally cannot get off the starting block. What, what, what does um, it know? say? What does it say then about the state of where we are? If you're telling me that a a reality show guy, Trump, a multiple bankruptcy having businessman who has flip flopped on issues for and, and and by the way, will proudly tell you about his changing sides. He'll proudly tell you about his bankruptcies. And he doesn't mind throwing everybody he disagrees with under the bus. With personal attacks. With personal attacks. That guy is leading one charge and the other charge is being led by Hillary Clinton? What does it's it say? Awesome. That's what we need. We need Trump versus Clinton. You know, you're taking the um, the uh, George Carlin it's, approach. You just want to watch It's going to be the ultimate reality show. I tell you, if, if we get a Trump versus Clinton contest, then I have to say to you, this is the first chance in my lifetime, well, since Ross Perot, that a third party has a shot. Because there will be enough Americans who will be like, oh, come on. That they'll look at a third party. Who out you think there? That a third party is going to emerge because Trump would be the, the uh, presumptive nominee. I think that with Trump's negatives as high as they are, 50, 60 percent of the people say they would never vote for that. If Hillary's negatives are as high as they are, and a viable third party candidate who can get on the ballot in all 50 states and could get on the debate stage has a shot. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't seen anything from Trump yet in terms of campaigning. Uh, I mean, he he goes around and speaks at in stadiums and fills them up with fifty thousand people. Yeah, but he says but the same they haven't thing seen every time. a national campaign yet, and he hasn't spent a dollar. He's got a stockpile of money re- ready to go, and a lot of pros behind him. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, see. I don't think he can do it because I think he's empty-headed when it comes to policy. Wait, hold on. What you just said, Trump supporters their blood is just exploding when you said that well I tell you what let's do this because I, I that he's empty-headed yeah i do want to talk about that but let's go ahead and take a break here we'll come back we'll talk about two things in our final segment it will be trump's empty head and then who some viable alternatives would be according to both of you to the to the current crop of folks out there and uh, we'll be back in just a moment after break Mr. Cow. Yes? How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? I don't know. I always end up biting. Ask Mr. Fox, for he's much cleverer than I. Mr. Fox, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Why don't you ask Mr. Turtle, for he's been around a lot longer than I. Me? (laughs) I bite. Mr. Turtle. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? I never made it without biting. Ask Mr. Owl, for he is the wisest of us all. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? A good question. Let's find out. One, two, three, three. If there's anything I can't stand, it's a smart owl. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. We serve fun at Shakey's. We've got player pianos. We serve fun at Shakey's. We've got old-time songs. We serve fun at Shakey's. We've got singing and clapping. We serve fun at Shakey's. Also pizza. Hi. This is a Shakey's Pizza Parlor, just like the one near where you live. We serve fun here at Shakey's. Also pizza. And what great pizza. More than 20 delicious kinds to choose from. Cooked to 
order and serve hot from the oven. Beer to go with it. Also, cold drinks for the kids. So come on over and bring the whole family. We serve fun and shakies. We have player pianos. Razzmatazz. Singing songs. And clapping hands. We serve fun and shakies. Also pizza. Shakies. Doug, you were talking about Trump's empty head, and and I want to know about some viable alternatives. So let's start with the Trump's empty head, because a Trump supporter will tell you just the opposite. Trump supporters say, man, he is the smartest, the best, the brightest. He's got all the answers. Why do you say he doesn't have any ideas, Doug? Well, anyone can come up with a wisecrack that pokes fun at someone else or that, you know, disparages an entire group of people. But in the real world, where policymakers have to deal with every shade of gray in between black and white, you know, you have to have serious policy discussions with details and themes and, you know, something that's actually workable, right? I mean... And you don't think Trump can do that? No. Well, if he can, I haven't seen it yet. All right. Well, he hasn't had any reason to to show his hand yet but I, I'll, I'll tell you this he's had plenty I, of opportunities look when you, when you stand him on a debate stage with Ted Cruz excellent litigator excellent debater Chris Christie excellent litigator Marco Rubio excellent speaker but right? are they communicating with the people no no well see that's because they're not dropping the sound bite bomb that the media is not going to forget and about that's the, the brilliance right? he, he is being coached on I mean everything he's doing is absolutely deliberate he is using plain speech third grade level speech um, you know talking points repeating them you know uh, action words he is doing exactly what needs to be done to connect with people the others are getting lost right no well, I agree with you I agree with you he's he's hitting home with the people but does that mean he could be an effective policymaker and you know I'm not sure well, that it does I, I, th- I think that's what we're going to see I, and right now I think that he is being coached he has people that are getting him up to speed on uh, world issues everything so that he when he goes into uh, the arena and and he is uh, you know put to the gun he's going to perform I can guarantee it when you say is he doesn't have any ideas Doug are you saying he doesn't have plans to implement his ideas or are you saying he just doesn't have any opinions because he's got plenty of opinions oh he's got plenty of opinions I'm not saying he doesn't have opinions what he doesn't have is step one step two step three this is what our plan is this is what our goal is this is how we'll do it this is how long I, I think that he does have plans like that but he only reveals what is necessary to reveal to communicate to the people what his intent is look R- Ron Paul had plans he had yep. spreadsheets and speeches and documents and so did for he, he tried to uh, put yeah. it up in front of us with a, a PowerPoint presentation. And, and, and all the folks with plans... And he did pretty well. Well, okay, but... Uh, well, but hang on. Ross Perot was the last person you've ever seen make a run at the Republicans or the Democrats, and it scared them to death, and they changed all the processes after that, and now it's almost impossible. But he didn't win, and Ron Paul didn't win, and in fact, I'm looking at a lot of... Well, and Bernie Sanders isn't going to win. Oh, oh, so. And Bernie Sanders is a guy with some... some so this is this is why when you say Donald Trump's head is empty, I mean that's fine. 
But that will not be the decider ask you this. whether he's elected president or not. When when a guy gets elected president, he needs a head of his transition team. Head of his transition team needs to start filling cabinet posts with people who can make things happen. Accomplished people who understand the issues, understand the system, and can make things happen. How many of those people want their name on the Trump administration? Oh, uh, are, you, are you kidding? Uh, I, well, dude, are you, you, it doesn't matter who is at the head of that administration right. as long as you're on the administration. You could have Howdy Doody at the head of the administration and someone wants to be a part of it. I, yeah, I agree with that. And, well, I don't know. Well, let's put it this way. They did a poll of government workers. 42% said they don't want to work for Donald yeah. Trump. You know what? It's like, it's like show, yeah, me the, show, me, yeah, just like, show me the money. You know, when, when it comes right. down well, to Well, after the election, let me know when they, when they submit their resignation. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, you're, Doug, you're falling into this whole media... Um, uh, or, I mean, the, the, the picture that they've been trying to paint. You know, remember how they painted um, uh, Dan Quayle as a, as a complete buffoon, but now he's the CEO of a, you know, like a Fortune 500 company. Oh, it's funny that you mentioned Dan Quayle because I had a long discussion with Dan, about Dan Quayle with someone just the other day. And I'm like, Dan Quayle was a very smart, seriously accomplished uh, guy who could make things happen. A decent and guy. He misread the cue card yeah. where this potato was misspelled <laughs> and it was all over. Right. Right. If it's Hillary versus Trump, I'm going to tell you that's that's in my opinion the most likely scenario. Okay, right. I'm not taking sides. I'm saying that's the scenario I see. I think and we, the most yeah. fun. Well, and, and, if if we had to, you know, pick nominate nominees today, those are your people. Okay, sure. so empty ideas aside, uh, failed wifery aside, I don't even know if wifery is a word. If it's not, I just made it made it up. Who is someone you would put in as an idea guy today? Gary Johnson is running for the Libertarian Party nomination again, who was former governor of Utah, a Republican governor in a largely Democratic state who was reelected twice and made and really a fantastic governor. So I, I think you have to take him seriously because the Libertarian Party is automatically on the ballot in all 50 states, which at least gives him a shot. Then if in the polling he can get up to a certain percentage, then they have to let him in the debates and then you, then he's got a chance other than that you got nothing so um, you, Gary Johnson is your choice for president so anyone wants to know where you stand go right now look up Gary Johnson and where he is that's where you are probably Pro- probably and I'm not I mean you're not I'm not saying you're yeah, of with, all the people right. currently in okay. the race well no there are some people in the race who have absolutely no chance Stephen D Kelly for example uh, no chance his platform looks like a laundry list of dismantling everything that's wrong with the country and propping up the actual people, right? So, you know, nothing like that's ever going to happen. We know that's true. So in terms of a mainstream uh, dark horse you'd like to see with some viability, viability, Gary Johnson, and can I can I assume for the purpose of the conversation – you will not be voting for either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Uh, yes, you can assume for the purpose of any conversation that I will not. For any conversation. Okay, and uh, Ernie, I'll let you take the last word on this. Is there anybody excuse me, anybody out there that you would look at and say, that's who I would – if I could remove Trump or Clinton, here's who I would put in the, in, into the uh, candidacy. You know, for the life of me, I can't think of a single person that could uh, step up and have any kind of chance at all. And I'm, I'm after the um, – the anti-establishmentarianism candidate, and that's got to be Trump. Well, Michael Bloomberg has flirted with the idea, right? Oh my God, that he's guy! He's got is enough money to literally buy himself onto the stage. But he's he's a Democrat. I mean, he he's called himself a Republican, but he's a de facto Democrat, just like Bernie Sanders. He started out as a Republican, now and then he went to independent, and then to Democrat. 
I guess what we've discovered is that the mainstream continues, right? I mean, no matter how much people complain and moan about the candidates, they are trudging. Well, if you have if you have a minute left, let's talk about this one question. Well, is I do. There Hold anything on. Wait. Donald Trump can do to torpedo his own campaign. Okay. Before we answer that question, everyone, hang on, hang on to that. I just want us all to just be clear. People are going to, no matter what Doug wants, no matter what Ernie wants, no matter what I would want, we're all in agreement. The same old mainstream schlock is what people are going to get to vote for, and and it's going to be a Trump or a Rubio or a Cruz versus a Clinton, and so everything else now is just pie in the sky. We're talking about it. Yes. Okay. So, what was your question about Trump? Is there anything the man can do to torpedo his campaign? I mean, he's tried insulting people's whole religions. He's tried insulting entire races of people. He picked a fight with a female journalist. I mean, any of these things in the campaign previous to this one would have been your demise. He said he could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and his voters would still support him. I think the only thing he could do is to get himself killed. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? In other words, Trump... I mean, if he's not care- careful, I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there that would jump at the chance to off him. Probably. Wait, it's oh. a very, well, that's why he got Secret Service protection already. <clears throat> I'm at Snopes.com as we're talking about this. It says, the claim is Donald Trump claimed he could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not lose any voters. Uh, Snopes says, true. It says, yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. Yeah. He really said that. Yeah. He, uh, on January 23rd, 2016, presidential candidate Trump caused controversy when he stated the following during a campaign rally in Iowa. Let me push play on this and see if we can get a little audio on this. Hold on. And Trump returns the respect by recognizing regular hardworking Americans are a lot smarter than any of the ideological eunuchs in all of their pontificating glory. It's true. The people, my people are so smart. And you know what else they say about my people? The polls. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. Might even gain some. Depending on who, depending on who he shot. Wow, that's unbelievable. I guess no, Doug. No, in answer to your question, there's nothing he could do. I don't guess. And See, that's why I think we're stuck with him. You will have to choose between Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Man, that's such an easy choice. Boy, on that cheerful note. <laughs> as we're talking in other news, and as we close here, I really want a quick, and I mean a very quick take on on, on this from both of y'all. As I'm talking, the the market right now is down at the lows of the session. Dow's down 312. Nasdaq down 103. Oil is clobbered down 5%. Uh, I'll start with you, Doug, and give Ernie the last word. What do you think? Anything? You, any comment you want to make on that, Doug? I would look at a monthly chart of the S&P 500 and compare the January candle of 2016 with the January candle of 2008 and prepare accordingly. In other words, for those who don't remember, the market was taken apart, peeled down like an onion after a disastrous start in 2008, and you're predicting the same here? Or, or not predicting, you believe it's possible for the same? Absolutely, it's possible. All right. Ernie? What do you think? And, and I say that because of the, the oil business, right? I mean, if there was a growing global economy, the price of oil would be much higher than it is. Okay. Yeah, the, re- the reason the market is down today is because of the poor performance of Exxon and BP, and oil uh, took it on the chin. And a lot of people have this uh, crazy notion that as oil goes, so does the economy. Uh, there are some people that think that oil, uh, low oil prices actually is a benefit to the economy, and it is, but it isn't. Uh, so – I, what I think is that there's going to be incredible volatility throughout the entire year and that we're going to end up approximately where we are now. My take is I'm neither 
happy nor sad is neither good nor bad. It just is. I'm looking for opportunity. Uh, so noncommittal. I know. All right. Thanks for being here, Doug, Ernie, and the uh, dude. The, the dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The dude. <laughs> Doug, for you, if you come back, you got to come up with something other than Doug, so we'll have to figure out some name for you. Any, any place you want people to go to check out your stuff, Doug? Uh, nope, just enjoy. Okay. Enjoy. Uh, go to realclearpolitics.com. Realclearpolitics.com, and you can find Ernie at howtotradeforaliving.com. And, of course, I'm, I'm Chili D, Silver Cobra, whatever. And until next time, be cool.